Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And welcome to the Purpose Kinder Network. I am your host, Evangelist Cheryl Johnson. I'm the president and founder of the Women in the Word Ministries. And this is In Search of the Truth, coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States of America. Um, You can listen to us on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom or you can dial in at 319-527-6091. And we would enjoy your comments and, and your prayer requests if you have any. And um, This is a, a very exciting time for us. This is episode number 1,790. We praise the Lord for uh, being able to uh, come to you that often and to share what the Lord has for us. The Bible declares in Psalm 119, verse 160, Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy judgments endureth forever. John 17:17 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And John 8:32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So if you're looking for freedom tonight, if you're looking for deliverance tonight, if you're looking for a word of encouragement tonight, you will find it in the word of God. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory. That's due your name, for you're worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy to be praised. Lord, we come before your throne of grace even on this evening, Lord, that you might speak to our hearts and speak to our spirits and fill us with your knowledge and fill us with your word, Lord, because we want to live out that abundant life that you have promised us in your word. We ask you, Lord, that you would give us clarity, that you would give us understanding, but most of all, Lord, you would give us opportunity to have application of your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to open that word up for us, Lord, that we would hear you speak to us, that we would hear you strengthen us in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I ask that you would hide me behind the cross, Lord, that they won't hear me, but they will hear you high and lifted up, and that your word would fall like seed to the ground, only on good ground, and that that seed would spring forth and bring forth much fruit, and that that fruit would remain. These things we ask in the matchless, mighty, and marvelous, and magnificent name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and glory to your name, O God. Tonight, tonight is a very timely topic, and uh, what we're going to talk about is going to center on ourselves, and is also going to center on what we need, and I'm talking about what the world needs And so the uh, title is, For Such a Time as This, For Such a Time as This. So I'm going to ask you to come to me, come with me to the Word of God uh, today, and we're just going to be looking at and learning from one particular passage in the Word of God found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. 
Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, one familiar verse. And we're going to see what the Lord has for us in this short passage of Scripture. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And there you'll find these words. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. The word of God for the people of God to glorify God. And again, if I was choosing a theme or a thought or a title, it would be for such a time as this. For such a time as this. In 1943, there was a songwriter uh, by the name of Thomas Dorsey. And he wrote the lyrics to a song, If we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. We need him every day and every hour. And I would have to agree with what he wrote way back then and apply it to our lives right now. They resonate so true, even more so today, with the natural disasters that we hear in the daily news and and uh, the uh, still go- ongoing international plague, COVID-19, still alive and well, uh, although, you know, uh, Media's not talking about it much, but it still is rearing its ugly head and and causing and wreaking havoc. Um, There's a falling and failing economy that we're a part of. There's racial racial unrest. We see that every day on the news or read about it in in the uh, in our newspapers. There's a a corrupt uh, judicial system. There's a constant and gradual decline in in our educational uh, system. Uh, There's a constant and gradual decline in morality in 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 uh, sexual promiscuity it's commonplace there's a divided political arena uh there's disproportionate and and failing things happening in our school system there's bible illiteracy on the rise and uh, and spiritual awareness on the rise that is and a decline and this is the society that we live in for such a time as this we need god and we need him badly and i've been i i started looking to the word of god and i love the word of god because i can always find relevancy in the word of god and and these words like jesus said my words are spirit and they are life so that means they're more than just words written on a piece of paper, but that these words can be applied to our lives even right now as we began to experience some of the events and some of the things that are even recorded even in Bible days. But the Word of God is fresh, and the Word of God is alive. And I found out that when we go through certain things or we're in the midst of certain dilemmas, certain trials, certain tribulations, certain events that are happening, we can turn to the Word of God and find some deliverance there, find some hope there, find some help. And so the Lord called my attention to this prayer of Solomon. 
And Solomon is praying for the nation. Recently, he had built a temple for the Lord, and the Lord was pleased with this temple, but the people were living in sin. The people were a product of what was going on in that nation called Israel. And Solomon knew that the only remedy would be to seek the face of the Lord. But here's what Solomon also knew. Solomon knew that when you go before the Lord, you can't go before the Lord as if you've done nothing wrong at all, that you have to confess all, and then that you would have to um, submit to him and allow him to make the corrections, allow him to cleanse and allow him to restore. And so that's one of the things that we find out in King Solomon's prayer here. And when I look at Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, it's curious because it's what I call a conditional prayer. In other words, there's a condition. If we do something, then God will do something. As a matter of fact, when we uh, began to read and break down this, because I'm going to break down this passage line by line, precept by precept, it starts with the word if, a very small word with a very huge meaning. And that gives me a hint and gives us a hint that this, there is a condition. If something happens, then something else will occur from the thing, from the initial thing. that. So I find that out about uh, King Solomon's prayer here. It's a conditional prayer. But I also find out as we're digging through it that it's a prayer of forgiveness, asking for forgiveness. It's a prayer of repentance, and it's a prayer of restoration. But hold it. Here's the real important thing here. Although it's a conditional prayer for forgiveness, repentance, and restoration, it's here it is. First, it's for God's people, and then it's for the nation. And that's important because I found out that we have to stop pointing our fingers outwardly and began to examine ourselves inwardly and realize that we need healing, that we need restoration. And we need it first before the nation can get theirs. In Luke chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus says this, physician, heal thyself. In other words, we need to be healed. Talking about the people of God, we need healing before others can really receive their healing because we're going to be used as the conduit. God's going to use us as the conduit for healing the nation. That means we have to get our ducks in order first. Amen. And without that, the Lord says this in his word. He says, we have to get ourselves together. He says this, if we hide iniquity in our hearts, he will not hear us. That means, saints and friends of the Most High God, that we have to look inwardly and find out what we are doing or how, or should I say, not doing that displeases God because we want him to hear our prayer because our nation needs healing. We all need healing. There's so many things. I said it earlier, the things that are going on. And only here it is, only God can change the hearts of men. 
And like Solomon, we need to petition that great God to do that for us. But also like Solomon, we have to look at ourselves first. It's just like David said, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Start with me first, God. Start with me first. Because I don't know about you, but I want to see our nation healed. I want to see our nation restored. I want to see our nation forgiven. I want to see our nation be what God has called for us to be. And it's going to start with the people of God. Another thing I found out about this prayer before we get into it is that Solomon is confident because he recognizes that God, first of all, is a forgiving God. That's a great thing to know, that no matter what we have done, God is willing to forgive us if we repent. First John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is a forgiving God. And the second thing that Solomon realizes is that God is a prayer-answering God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. David says this in Psalm 116. He says, I love the Lord because he heard my cry and my supplication, and he inclined his ear unto me, and he answered my prayer. Therefore, I will bless the Lord, celebrate the Lord all the days of my life. Life. God is a prayer answering God. And He is the only one that can give us restoration and healing. So let's take a real close look at this passage and see what is needed in order for this to come about in such a time as this. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse fourteen starts off, if my people, which are called by my name, stop right there, stop right there, stop right there. If my people, I told you it was a conditional prayer, if a condition or an action that must be taken first before a desired result can be seen, if, this is, this is Solomon talking, and, and, and God is talking to Solomon, Solomon says, look, I hear your prayer, Solomon, but here's the deal. If my people, now I love this because he gives us an identifier, which are called by my name. So now we can't think that God is talking about anybody else but his born-again, blood-bought, saved, sanctified believers. If my people, which are called by my name, God is talking, and he's talking about his own people. He's talking to believers. We are the ones who start the condition in order for God to move. If my people, which are called by my name, thank you, Lord Jesus, Christians, followers of Christ, he's talking to us. He's talking to us. In other words, the mandate, here it is, is on us. We hold the key to the healing of the nation. And there are four things within this short passage of Scripture that God is requiring for us to do. Let's look at them. Let's look. Let's look. If my people, 
which are called by my name, oh, here's the first one, shall humble themselves. Stop for a second, stop for a second, stop for a second. Humble ourselves. Somewhere along the line, we have gotten heady. We have gotten high-minded. We have gotten puffed up uh, within our churches uh and in our shallow ministries at times where we have forgotten that we are servants of the Most High God and that we're here to uh, serve God, love God, and serve people. But somewhere along the line, we have forgotten that. And here in Solomon's Prayer, God is reminding us and reminding Solomon as Solomon prays. He said, if my people would do this, humble themselves. So God is saying, you're not humble enough. You're not submissive enough. Somewhere along the line, you've put yourself ahead of what you're really supposed to be doing. What we're supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be serving like Jesus did. That's why First Peter 5, 6 says, humble thyself under the mighty hand of God and let him exalt us in due season. We're supposed to be servants like Jesus who came to serve and not to be served. We have to get low. Got to get low so that we can lift God up. And this is before God. Uh, we have to make sure that we do this recognizing that God has the final say. That God has the final authority, that God has all wisdom. And so, if we will humble ourselves, submit ourselves to his authority, submit ourselves to his wisdom, recommit and dedicate our service to God. Just like Proverbs uh, 16.3 says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. That's, where we, that's what we have to do. We've got to get low. If my people, which are called by my name, first of all, would humble themselves. We've got to be humble before God. We have to admit, there, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I told you, this prayer tells us that we, the believers, are the conduit. We're the gateway to release the healing that the nation now needs. Amen. So we got to get ourselves together first and look inward on ourselves and ask the Lord to shine that spotlight in on us to find out what is not pleasing him so that we can get this thing by my name. What humble themselves, that's number one. But what else? Pray. Humble themselves and pray. I know you hear and you say, I hear you say, yeah, well, you know, Evangelist Shaw, I pray, and, and uh, yeah, that's wonderful. Yes, you do. And you should, because the Word of God says to pray without ceasing. As a matter of fact, the Word of God says this, men ought always to pray and never give up. Yeah, you're supposed to do it, but how are you praying? Because one of the things that I'm finding out, and I'm sad to say, is that the church on the whole has become anemic in our prayer. We call for prayer night, and you get a handful of people. Uh-huh. Why just a handful of people? On Sunday or Saturday when you worship, 
It's a lot more than just a handful of people. Prayer is called. You're not coming out. Or I hear you say, oh, I can pray in my home and I pray by myself and all that. But yes, God is talking about prayer, but he's talking about corporate prayer as well. And he's talking about how do you pray? Is it here? Is it me, myself, and I? Is it us four and no more? How are we praying? Because it must be significant because God is answering Solomon in this prayer. And he says, if my people call by my name, would humble itself, number one, but pray. So that I figure there must be something out of sync that God is calling to our attention about how we pray. Do we pray haphazardly? Do we pray with a sincere heart? God is looking for persistent and consistent prayer warriors. He's looking for persistent and consistent intercessors. Those who pray, first, wait a minute, to cleanse themselves. Come before the Lord and say, God, forgive me of anything that I may have done willingly, here it is, willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or unbeknownst to me. God, forgive me. That's how you walk into prayer like that. Not proud and, and all of that, but turning over to God and saying, God, search me. Cleanse me. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Search me, O Lord. And if there's any wicked way in me, take it out. Remove it. Praying. That's what we're talking about, praying. We're talking about praying. Talking about, about God's looking for those who, who pray for others and who petitions God for his mercy and, and for his grace and for his forgiveness like, like Nehemiah did with a heart of sincerity and with a heart of gratitude. If we were going to turn, and I'm not going to turn to it right now for uh, we don't have a, a lot of time, but if we were going to take a look at Nehemiah chapter 1, uh, verses 5 to 10, and I invite you to look at that when you get a minute, that's a sincere prayer. He goes to God, Nehemiah goes to God, realizing, because he had gotten news, that Jerusalem was in shambles. And the people that were left there from the captivity who were left back in Jerusalem weren't doing well at all. And it troubled his heart. And the first thing he did, because his countenance was so sad, mm -hmm, he went to the Lord in prayer. And when he went to the Lord in prayer, the first thing he did was, here it is, he asked for forgiveness. He asked for forgiveness. He didn't go in asking for this, that, and a third, and, and he didn't go in there asking God to move and shake and, and rattle and all of these things. No, what he did first was he went to God in prayer, and the first thing he said was, Lord, forgive us because we have been, we have done wrongly. You gave us a set of directives, and we have ignored what you have asked us to do. God, forgive us. You need to read that 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 prayer uh, when when you when you get a minute. Nehemiah chapter one verses um, five uh, to, to to ten. 
talks about that. Praise the Lord for that. He starts off saying there's something wrong with us. Straighten us out. And then he goes along in this prayer, and he not only says, you know, straighten us out first, look on us, Lord, and forgive us. Then he starts recalling God's promises and how God doesn't go back on his word and how God is merciful and how God is full of grace and how God is full of love and how if we repent and turn back to him, what God would do according to his word. This is all Nehemiah's prayer. And then after those two things, then he says, makes the petition toward God. Are you hearing the pattern here? Ask the Lord to forgive you first for the things you may or may not have done, things that you said that you shouldn't have said, things that you didn't say that you should have said, things that you did that you shouldn't have done, things that you didn't do that you know you should have done. All of those things, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, asking for cleansing, asking the Lord to search their heart, praying for others, petitioning God for grace, forgiveness, and, and mercy, having a heart of sincerity and having a heart of gratitude. That's what it talks about. But that's the second thing. Humble ourselves and pray. What's the third thing? And seek my face. You see that there in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14? Pray and seek my face. That means to earnestly look for God's direction and guidance. Often... We want to give God direction on how we want something to be resolved and how we want a certain thing to go and, and, and how to do it and here it is and when to do it and, and all of that. And we, we wind up giving directives instead of, here it is, listening and awaiting for God to give us direction and to give us guidance. That, that's why that's why the Lord says in, in, in his prayer, he's talking about the Solomon. He said, but if my people call by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Uh-huh. Isaiah 55, 6 says this. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Seek means I'm going to look diligently for him with the intent to find him. And when I find him, I'm going to listen to his direction. I'm going to listen to his guidance. God says, seek me and you will find me. How about this? When you search for me with your whole heart. So I'm not seeking God for a selfish reason. I'm not seeking God to give him directions. I'm looking for God so I can lay my petition before him. And here it is, and allow him to work on what needs to be worked on and give me the ins and outs and tell me the directions of things that he wants me to do so I can get this thing rectified. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. That's three things. But I told you there's four. <laughs> there's four things here that we need to do 
before the healing of the nation comes into fruition. Well, what's the fourth one? It says, and turn from their wicked ways. Oh, my. And turn from their wicked ways. Turn from the sin of disobedience. Turn from the sin of rebellion. Turn from the sin of pride. Turn from the sin of complacency. Turn from the sin of selfishness. Turn from that sin and turn toward God, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Restorer. Simply put, repent. God, you're right and I'm wrong. I admit that I'm turning to you now, God. I'm turning away from that thing that separated me um, from you. And, and, And I'm turning to you now. Asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him turn unto the Lord, and God will have mercy on him and abundantly pardon him. That's what the Word of God says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First John one nine. We talked about that a little earlier. If I confess my sin. He is faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. We need a closer relationship with God. Nothing between our soul and our Savior. Turn. Because, again, we want to see our nation heal. We want to see healing in the land. I don't know about you, but this violence is, is, is rampant, and, and, the, and the disparity is, is, is rampant, and this, this, this uh, disproportionation is, is rampant, and, and all of these things. And, and I don't want to become comfortable because I know that's not how God wants us to live. So I seek God, just like Solomon, seek God, knowing that God's a forgiving God, knowing that he's a prayer-answering God. But when I come to God, I have to look at me first. We have to look at ourselves first. And so in this prayer, where Solomon's praying to the Lord, the Lord is answering. He says, but here's Solomon, I hear you. But this is what I need done first. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You see that? If we do that part because I told you it's a conditional prayer, then God is going to do his part. How I know. Let's look at the rest of it. Let's look at the rest. It says then. Remember I told you it was a conditional thing? If, then. If my people do this, that, then. Here it is. It says, then will I hear from heaven. Do you see that? In other words, then God will answer. Then will I hear. In other words, God will answer our prayer when we do what he asks us to do. What he asks us to do, our part, what's that? Submit, what's that? Recommit, what's that? Repent, what's that? Be sincere and seek his face and pray. Then I will hear from heaven that God will do his part. And and here's what he will do. It's right there. It's right there. I will forgive their sin. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Look at that. He said, I'm going to forgive their sin. Why? Because they humble themselves. Why? Because they turn to me and pray. Why? Because they sincerely 
sought my face. Why? Because they turned away from their sin. He said, I will forgive their sin. Oh, hold it. And here it is. This is our desired result. This is what we want. And heal their land. See that? Right there. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If we do, then God will do. If we do, talk about the believer, then God will do. Then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, here it is, and heal their land. Do you see that? That's what we want. That's what I want. And I want God to use us. I want God to use me. And I don't want anything to to separate me or come between God hearing my prayer. And and we, as a body of Christ, we don't want anything to separate us from God hearing our prayer because we know he's a prayer answering God. We know he's a forgiving God and he is a restorer. He can restore. He can heal. He can set free. He can change the hearts of men. God promises in his word, and his word, it is true. And I hear the word of God said, and his word will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish what he sends it out to do. If he says, I'll heal the land, if he says, I'll restore, if he says, that I will build up. If he says all that, guess what? God is going to do that. But we have to do something. We have a responsibility. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then God will answer. I'll hear from heaven. Then he will forgive our sin. Then. He will heal the land. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. For the Bible says this, They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of all of their distress, and he brought them out of darkness and out of the shadow of death, and he broke their chains in pieces. Psalms 107, verse 13 and 14. This is what God will do when we cry out to him with a sincere heart, with a clear heart. When we cry out to him with a sincere prayer, turning from the things that would separate us from him and asking God to search us and to cleanse us. He's looking for that type of prayer. And he's looking to those types of prayer warriors and prayer intercessors who diligently seek the face of God, believing that God's going to do just what he said he's going to do for such a time as this. God is moving. And God's going to continue to move. But if we want to see a, a, a change, a notable change in our societies, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our cities, in our nation. We, the people of God, need to line up with God and do 
what he requires us to do here in verse 14. Humble ourselves. Pray. Seek his face. Turn from our wicked ways. Then we're going to experience and see the mighty move of God. Our sincere prayers will move the heart of God. And his hand will move over this entire nation. And we will experience his forgiveness. We will experience his cleansing. We will experience his healing. We will experience his restoration for such a time as this. I don't know about you, but I want to see God's hand move in our lives. I want to see God's hand move in our churches. And I want to see God's hand move all over this land. And according to Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, he'll do it. Verse 15 says this, Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attended unto the prayer that is made in this place. God has made the promise. He said, Now, when you do these things, I'm giving my undivided attention. My eyes are going to be open. My ears are going to be receptive. And I will move in this place. So I don't know about you, saints and friends of the Most High God, but I want God to move, and I I, I want God to change the hearts of 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 the men of men and women of this nation. But most of all, I want to see Him change us. Change my heart, O Lord, make it forever new. Change my heart, O Lord, make me more like You. Thank You, Lord Jesus. It starts with us. We're the conduit. We're the gateway. We're the waterway to allow this healing to flow, to flow into our neighborhoods, to flow into our families, to flow into our churches, to flow into our cities, to flow into this nation, to see this nation healed, to see this nation restored. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Today, 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 we need to make that kind of commitment, make that kind of prayer the kind of prayer that God would listen to. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. God has promised, and his word is true. Don't stop praying. He's going to answer me and you. Amen. Amen. For such a time as this. Now, I know I said a lot, and it's going to cause us to think And it's going to cause us to look inwardly and ask the Lord, where am I misstepping? How can I realign myself? Because I want to see a change. I want to experience a change here and now. And God use us for that. And ask him to search your heart. And he'll do just that. And ask for forgiveness. Because remember, Solomon said, God's a forgiving God. And he's going to do just that. And he's a prayer answering God. He's going to do just that. 
But perhaps maybe you don't know this God that I'm talking about. That's a very real possibility as well. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus who forgave us our sins. He went to the cross for us. He died for our sin. So that we would be reconciled back to God the Father. Jesus Christ, the one who forgives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The one who restores. And all he's asking us to do is to repent. All of sin and come short of the glory of God. That's what the Word of God says. There's no right, none righteous. No, not one. And the wages of sin is death. However, there's a provision. God gave his son to die for our sins on the cross while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So the choice is yours. You have a decision to make. Choose you this day whom you will serve. The Bible says if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and uh, commit it in your heart, he says you shall be saved. For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's just a matter of confessing your sin. It's real easy. Lord, I I, I sinned, I messed up, I rebelled, I disobeyed. But I know you're a forgiving God. Here's my heart, Lord, take it. That's what I need for you to do, Lord. Make me new, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. It's real easy, that's all you have to do. And you you give your life to Christ. And let him handle it. Let him take it over. Let him lead you. Let him guide. Let him use you as the conduit for the healing of not only you, but your family, your neighborhood, your community. Become one in the family of God. So it's just easy. Just praying the prayer, Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I I need to be saved. I invite you into my life. I believe you died for me. I believe that your blood paid for my sins, and I, and I believe that you've provided me with the gift of eternal life. And by faith, I receive that gift, and I acknowledge you as my Lord and as my Savior. And if you have prayed that prayer, welcome into the family of God. Mm-hmm. Ready to live your new life in Christ. Second Corinthians 5 says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Welcome into the family of God because today is the first day of the rest of your life. And in order to live this life more abundantly, you're going to need to seek out, connect with, and join a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching uh, church and, and that will cause you to want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to learn more about the many promises that he has for you in his word. Amen? Amen. And you can do this. You can do it today. You can do it today. You can do it today. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. God bless you. That is the word of God 
I'm going to turn it over right now to Brother Rob because he has some very important announcements that he wants you to hear. Brother Rob? All right. Yes, I'm here. And uh, thank you so much, Cheryl. Uh, I really enjoyed tonight's episode, and uh, I appreciate the word that you brought forth. Okay, and real quickly, I'll go ahead to the announcements. This is the Product Purpose Camp Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you're joining us online or you're listening to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support of here uh, uh, here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, and uh, we also thank those that share with their friends and family members. Uh, anytime we do a live show, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com. And when we do a live show, you can call in at 319-527-6091, and you can press the number 1, and you can talk to our host. Um, and anytime you want to hear any of our previous shows, you can also go to www, uh, www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You just simply have to just uh, type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. And um, we also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on that media pages as well as others, uh, as, uh, like Instagram and Twitter, when we are under purpose underscore kingdom. And uh, there you can uh, do likewise. Uh, anytime you want to correspond with us via email, you can uh, send an email at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or just send a prayer request. We're glad to honor that. And uh, those that are in need of a Bible, uh, just leave your contact information there, and we see about uh, sending you out a Bible. All right, and uh, tomorrow evening uh, at the 9 p.m. hour, uh, we will be having um, roundtable ministries. Okay, that's going to be uh, hosted by uh, Elder Charles Lee, Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson, and uh, me, of course, Brother Robert Popop Hudson. So once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening for Roundtable Ministries, and that's going to be hosted by Elder Charles Lee, Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson, and Brother Robert Popop Hudson. Okay, and um, also just uh, to uh, to be on the lookout, uh, we also have uh, PKN Radio, and you can just go to pknradio.com where you can uh, just hear 24 hours of music and inspiration. And also you can check out Radio Co. where you can hear the rebroadcast of our show that we had the previous night. And with that being said, it's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to hand the show back over to Evangelist Cheryl. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Rob. And I praise the Lord for each and every one of you under the sound of my voice, and I pray that these words fell on good ground and that it will cause us to, to think and will cause us to uh, to reflect and cause us to go before our forgiving God and cause him to look closely at us and and have us to give up that sincere prayer that he wants us to forgive because if we do our part, if we do our part, he has promised he will do his part. Our part is to submit. Our part is to recommit. Our part is to repent. Our part is to earnestly pray and seek his face. Then he said he'll forgive our sins and, and the sins of the nation as well. And then he said he will heal the land. And that's good news. He promises to hear us and he promises to honor our prayer. He promises to do his part. 
It's so good to know that where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Thank you, Jesus. God will come to our rescue. I love the Lord because he heard our voice and our supplications. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I believe that if we do our part, we will see the hand of God move in our lives. We'll see the hand of God move in our churches. We'll see the hand of God move in our communities. We'll see the hand of God heal our land because nothing is too hard for our God. He always forgives. He always cleanses. He always heals. And he always restores for such a time as this. God bless you, saints and friends of the Most High God. Until next time, let the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. I am Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, and you've been listening to In Search of the Truth. I bid you peace and God's blessings in the mighty, matchless, marvelous, and magnificent name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. And have a wonderful evening. Jesus bless he raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.